following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Tonight, I want to draw your attention to uh, Psalm 15. And David begins to ask some questions that I think are very relevant to where we are, and even some questions that I think every single one of us should ask in our life, um, and really at this time in our life. He, he asked this question. He says, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? In other words, he's saying, Lord, who can experience the goodness and the presence and the peace of God? Who, who can dwell with you, Lord? And then he gets... An answer. This is, this is the answer. Are you ready for this? This should, I mean, you're going to feel so good about yourself. The, the one who walk, whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor. And cast no slur on others. Who, who may dwell in the presence of the Lord? What is he talking about here? Let me, let me kind of break it down to where I understand it. He, he's talking about those who walk and live with integrity. And we're going to talk a little bit about this word tonight. Integrity. Those who, who walk and live with integrity. That's the person who can dwell in the presence of the Lord. Those who, verse 5, those who lend money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, whoever does these things will never be shaken. But whoever does these things, listen, whoever does these things will never be shaken. Whoever lives with integrity will never be, it doesn't mean that things won't go wrong, that, that everything goes perfect for a person, no, 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 but you won't be shaken to the point where you can't stand. A person who walks with integrity. I read an article recently about um, a person who lost a wallet with a large sum of cash in it, and a good Samaritan happened to see it laying on the side of the road and found the money with all of this wallet, or all of the money in the wallet, and he, he returns it to the person. And the author of the article was so shocked and just blown away that the person who lost his wallet not only got the wallet back, but got back his credit cards that were in there and got back even the, uh, the large sum of cash that was still in his wallet. I can't believe the guy got his money returned. So much of his money returned is what the, the article said. And, and isn't it tragic that we live in a world where people are more shocked by integrity than they are the lack of it? That we're so shocked that we get a wallet back that actually has the money in it that was there when we lost it. This is the day and age in which we live. But maybe it shouldn't be a shock because every day, right, when we open up 
our news app or we, we turn to any social media outlet that you have on your phone, what do we see? Another leader, another celebrity, another politician, another fill-in-the-blank who seems to fail and fall time and time again. And sometimes you see it play out with a, a close friend or a family member who claims to be one thing. I'm going to get in your business tonight. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just warning you. I'm going to get in my business too, so don't worry. I'm preaching to me too. Claims to be one thing, but lives a totally different lifestyle. And so as we begin to, to look at this word integrity this evening, let, let's first establish what integrity is not. First, integrity is not perfection. I want you to understand that tonight. It's not perfection. To live with integrity doesn't mean that you never make a mistake. If that were the case, only Jesus would be able to have integrity because I don't know about you, but I feel like I make mistakes more often than I get it right. And so integrity is not about being perfect. In fact, the word integrity actually comes from the root Latin word integer. You, you've heard this before. It's, it's not anything new, but it actually means to be whole. It means to be complete. It means to be, to be one. And I think far too often in this day and age, we've gotten really good at this because of everything that is on our plate. That in society today, we have gotten so good it compartmentalizing how we live. And I don't, I'm not talking about situations that come at you and you're like, man, I just, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with it right now. I've got to deal with what's in front of me. So I've got to compartmentalize, put it here for just a second and I'll deal with that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a whole, a much bigger issue of compartmentalizing the, the different aspects of our life. In fact, I think some of us do with our life what my wife does, this could, go, this could get bad quick, when she packs for a trip, hence the suitcase. Now, my wife, I, I just, I have faith in her, and she really does. She is so talented in so many different areas of life. One of her talents is she seems to be able to pack our entire house everything the beds I mean just put it all in there she can pack so much into a suitcase where we're going I'm like babe we got to get like the scales out we don't have any we got this little janky old scale that barely works and we're trying to to get the suitcase on there just right to see how much it weighs to make sure we're not going to get charged eight thousand dollars at the airport because we're going to break some poor attendance back she can fit so much into a suitcase it's amazing but what what she's done recently is something that jumped out at me when I was when I was studying for today she's she's done something pretty pretty awesome let's see here let's turn this so I can make this right oh yeah this is good yeah 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 so she's gotten these awesome little compartments everything is so nice and neat so fancy just different compartments that just fit in here so wonderfully and I think 
I think you and I do this with, with our life more than we know it. See, we've got different aspects. Well, let's just, let's, let's put it this way. We've got, we've got our professional life, right? That we've got, and it just, it stacks so nice and neat right here. Mm-hmm, this is great, perfect, and this is right where I want it to be. Oh, good. Oh, oh no, don't touch. Yes, yes, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And here we have our family life. So wonderful, leopardy-ish. I don't know what that is. Family life, it's, oh, and it just fits right here into my life. This is nice, yes, just nice and just as beautiful. Oh, 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 right here, yeah, yeah, here's another compartment that we have in our, this is my social life. This is, this is what I do on the weekends. This is who I hang out with and the, the things that I do. So I just keep it right here in this corner of my, my suitcase just so it's just right there. This is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, here's a, this is good. This is my... Sp- yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That was amazing. That was so awesome. <laughs> Y'all, I have to tell you this really quick. This has nothing to do with the message. Lord, let me get back on track. I was doing a wedding one time, and we could see the storm rolling in. You could literally, it was coming. You could hear the rain. And I'm, I'm skipping over stuff. I'm like, we got to get these folks married. I mean, so I'm getting down. You may kiss your bride as soon, and I think I prayed over, as soon as I finished praying, whoa, 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 boom, it was, and it started pouring, and everybody took off running. Anyways, that has nothing to do. Sometimes the things that go through your mind when you're up here, I'm telling you. <laughs> so you have your spiritual compartment of your life that's nice and neat and tidy and it's clean and it fits right here. But then this all looks so great. Oh, I'm so ready for the thing called life. This, oh, but then there's, there's this other parts. And it's, you know what's funny is that, that sometimes our lives ha- have these little, these little hidden compartments. See, you didn't even see it. I tricked you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, this one's our private life. And it's, it's, in, it's in our hearts, and it's, it's in our life, but it's, it's tucked away over here just so, so nobody really sees it, so I can kind of pull it out when I need to, but just I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anybody to really see this. And so what, what, what happens is we've got a professional life, that is separate from our spiritual life because we're so afraid that somebody's going to get offended because of our spiritual beliefs on the job. And so we, we, we got, oh, man, I got to keep this in this bag, my profession. I go to work. I come home. I don't, mm, no, no, no. I don't, oh, spiritual life, you stay right here. Don't even, oh, you're too close. But then we get into our family life And we keep our family life and our private life separate because God forbid our family know what we do in our private life. Keep those real, oh, yeah, oh, stay over. Don't get close to my wife. Stay way, way over there from my family. They they can't know what happens here. But then we we go into our, our social life, and that's really different from what we do in our spiritual life, which is profoundly different than what we do in our, our, our professional life. This is, 
all just nice and it's just boxed up so perfectly so that nothing touches and we can just kind of keep it all separate. And so what ends up happening is that you and I, we start to live a very compartmentalized life. And let me tell you, a life that looks like this is not a life lived with integrity. And I'm going to explain what I'm talking about in just a moment. It's not, it's not a life of integrity when our life is broken down into little compartments where I say one thing in front of one group in, one of, in, in front of one area of my life, but oh, no, 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 I'm going to come to church. Oh, praise God. Your vocabulary changes when you walk to church. You would never use the same vocabulary in your spiritual life that you do in your private life. I told you I, told you I was going to get right up in your business tonight. So what is integrity? Let's, let's stay in the, in the vein of packing here for just a moment. When you pack for a trip... You're going to want to make sure your outfits match, right? Like the britches that you bring needs to match the top. You don't want to look all crazy. you got to match, right? So, so, so what is integrity? Integrity is when your behavior matches your beliefs. Not your briefs, your beliefs. <laughs> integrity is when your behavior matches your beliefs. It's when you show on the outside... That what you show on the outside is a true reflection of what's going on on the inside of your life and vice versa. Listen, I know this isn't a stand on your feet, clap your, clap your hands message, but I'm telling you, this is going to help revolutionize some of the, the relationships in your life. And it's going to start to open doors in your life that you've been trying to open for a long time because you're going to start walking a life of integrity... You're going to start doing some things different than the way that you've been living them. And you're going to understand this principle a little bit greater this evening. But, but Proverbs chapter 10 tells us this, that, and I love this. I, I love the promise of integrity. It says this, whoever walks with integrity, whoever walks in integrity walks securely. But whoever, whoever takes the crooked path will be found out. See, I don't know if you've ever done something wrong. You probably haven't. You're just a saint. I understand that. But, but if you've ever done anything wrong and, and you knew it was wrong, there was this fear that kind of rose up in you that was like, oh, man, I hope they don't find out. Oh, I sure hope, please, I hope my parents don't find out. I hope my, my spouse doesn't find out. I hope my, my boss doesn't find out what just happened. Well, you're not walking securely. You're wondering and hoping and praying that I don't get caught. I've never one time, and for those of you that, that try to make the right decisions uh, time and time again, I think this would ring true for you, that you probably have never ever one time walked in integrity, done the right thing, going to beg God, oh God, I hope they don't find out that I did the right godly thing. I don't do that. No. 
Oh, please, I hope they don't know that I did the thing to try to honor God. No, because it's generally pretty, pretty evident. Why? Why do we stress? See, doing the wrong thing is stressful. Living a lie and living a compartmentalized life is so stressful. You wonder why you're so stressed out? It's because all of these different areas of your life have this own neat little place in your heart. And it's hard to live a life where things don't intersect. And it's stressful to live a life like that. Integrity is even different than reputation. Reputation is who others think you are. But integrity is who you really, really are. It's not what others say about you. It's who you are at your core. So let's, the, the opposite of integrity, what would that look like? The opposite of integrity would be what every Christian at some point in your life has had with somebody that's not a believer. Here's, here's, the, here's the little phrase or the word that we hear. Christians are a bunch of hypocrites. That's exactly right. This is, this is where, this is the word and the phrasing that we hear all the time. And, and what's fascinating is if you read the scripture, that you'll notice that Jesus seemed to actually be harder on hypocrites than he was on prostitutes or adulterers. He, he came down harder on hypocrites than he did just about any other thing. And when you see him address a hypocrite, he comes down on them not for living so much the wrong way sure he's not pleased with that but it's living the wrong way while professing to be something else you want to turn one of your co-workers off from Jesus it's live like a heathen Monday through Friday and then try to invite them to church on Sunday and they're like why would I want what you have you're just as miserable as me right In fact, you can see this play out in Matthew chapter 23. This is, this is beautiful. He says, woe to you. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Man, I'm glad he hasn't said that of me. I'm glad he, that didn't like make it in the Bible about me. He said, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish. In other words, you're putting on a great show on the outside. You're acting one way for everybody to see, but, but on the inside, you're full of greed and self-indulgence. He says, hey, blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Let me illustrate it this way. There was a a very well-known home builder that worked for a massive company for, for some 40 years, and he built the, just some of the most beautiful homes um, to date in his time. And he, was, he had worked for 40 years. He was nearing retirement, and he had been staying in close contact with the owner of the company who had, who had been a longtime friend because he'd been with them for so long. And he had let them know years in advance, hey, this is when I'm going to kind of step aside, and I'm going to... I'm going to be a grandfather. I've been doing this for a long I'm ready to be a granddad to my grandkids. I'm ready to step away and just do something different. He was counting down literally the years and then the months until his retirement. And one month before he was to retire, it was very well known the date that he was, he was stepping away 
the owner of the company came to him and said, hey, could you do me one favor? Could you build, could you build another house for us? And you can imagine the guy's like, man, I'm one month away from retirement. Like, why couldn't we have this conversation a year ago? I, I can't, you know, we talked about this. No, I'm not going to do this. And so the owner comes back and he says, listen, I know we've been friends a long time. I need, you, you build the finest homes. I need you to help me and build one, one last house. And then you can call it quits and ride off into the sunset and it will just be an amazing season of life for you. And so he capitulates and says, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, let me, let me, I'll do this for you. We will, we will make this happen. But his heart was not invested in the project as it had been for the last 40 years. And the man who, who would normally build the finest of homes began to cut corners like he had never cut before. He got the job done much faster than what he would normally get the job done. He would use products that weren't up to, to par like he would usually use. He would hire cheaper labor just to get the job done that didn't have integrity in their field. And on the outside, it, the house, it looked, it looked pretty good. Nobody perhaps would have ever known, but he knew on the inside that it was far from his best work over his 40-year career. At the end of the project, the owner his friend came to him and said, wow, wow, you did a great job. This, this house looks amazing. And in fact, he really had a, a very big smile on his face. And he said, you don't understand how much you have meant to us over the last 40 years of this company. Here's the keys to your brand new house. I'm talking about living with integrity. And what the man recognized is what you and I will recognize. Maybe it's even this evening that every single one of us are building our own home. Every decision that you make, the way that you carry yourself when things are good, but the way that you carry yourselves when things aren't going well, what you say and what you do, you are building your own home. Whether you choose to be generous with people or selfish in your relationships, whether you do what's right or you cut corners, whether you show honor and build others up or show dishonor and tear others down, whether you extend grace or judge harshly, whether you tell the truth about what happened or tell a lie, so that it benefits you. Let me ask you this question tonight. What is, your, what is your integrity worth? What is your integrity worth? Because many of us have a price. No, Pastor Brad, no, no, not me. Oh, okay. There's a point in which many of us just might compromise. And so I ask you again, what is your integrity worth? Let me, let me say it this way. What would your actions say that your integrity is worth? For example, if you lie, oh man, this is, oh Lord help me. If you lie on a resume to get a job, how much money do you make a year? 30000 50000 
150,000? That's what your integrity is worth. If you falsely uh, report on an expense report or you embezzle something from your company, what's your integrity worth? If you cheat on an exam to get a better grade, what's your integrity worth? If you exaggerate on a story so that someone might like you more, we do this all the time. What's your integrity worth? Maybe, maybe your integrity is only worth $8 because the price of admission for a child into a theme park was $8 less. And so you told them that your child was 11. <laughs> and they 12. And I know it's funny, but y'all, it's little things. Decisions. You are building your own house. Every decision that you make in, the, in the, just the, the flash of an eye, the blink of, a, of an eye, you, you're making decisions that, that are affecting the home that you're building. See, I heard it said this way, that when you have integrity, nothing else matters. And when you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. I want to draw your attention as I come to a close this evening to Psalm 139. We're going to spend a moment here because here's what I know about you and I is that every once in a while we have lapses where our integrity just kind of, oh man, I know I shouldn't have done that. And so I, I want to take you through this this really powerful prayer. It's a, a pretty difficult prayer to pray if I'm, I'm really honest with you. But it's an, a prayer that I'm going to invite you to pray at the end of our time together this evening. And it goes like this. Search me, God. Wow. Oh, some of you are scared to death. To pray, search me, God, and know, know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Lord, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Is there, any, is there any part of my life that is compartmentalized from, from everything else? Underwear. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be awkward, wouldn't it? Socks. This is how it's supposed to look. Search me, Lord. Know my heart. Let's, let's, oh, this is my family. I love my family. Let's see what we got in here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we got some shirts. Okay, let's just put 
those here. This is nice right here. Search me, Lord. Oh, man. Oh, this is my professional life here. This is what I, I do Monday through Friday, the phone calls that I make. Let me see. Oh, yeah, these are my shorts. Yeah, 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 let's put those. This is good, man. Thank you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Search me, Lord. Oh, there's another one stuck in there. private life oh search someone else Lord <laughs> all right I'm gonna make that prayer Lord search well hang on okay all right here we go had to take on the trip now now it looks like a jumbled mess to me oh wait 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 hang on hi this is my spiritual life search me search me Lord oh we got the toiletries in here of course Got some loofahs. Let's put those in here. I don't know what's in that box. Oh, yeah, this is good. Let's just... oh, yeah. Search. See, listen. The life that you've been looking for, a life of integrity never works if your heart is full of compartments that can't touch. When different, as listen, when different aspects of your life, when different components of your life cannot overlap, you have an issue with integrity because you're hiding things and you're keeping things. And let me, let me, just, let me just say this too, that the, the spiritual aspect of your life it has to be poured out and mixed in with every other aspect of your life. You, you, can't, you can't keep your spiritual compartment for Sundays and Wednesdays only and expect the church to help. You can't expect the church to take care of your children on Sundays and Wednesdays when you aren't teaching them the Word of God Monday through Friday. But, 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 but Pastor Brad, I, I don't know. I mean, I, no, no, no. Your spiritual aspect of your life has to bleed into every other aspect of your life. If the God that you serve cannot infiltrate every compartment of your life, You're going to always be searching for joy. You're going to always be looking for peace. If you keep your Jesus in a compartment, in a little area over here that's tucked away, that's zipped up, that you're embarrassed when your work friends come over, and so you, you keep him nicely tucked into the closet. 
I'm telling you the life that you've been looking for. The answer to some of your prayers is to take your spiritual life out, to take the Jesus that you've worshiped tonight and start allowing him to be a part of every other aspect of your life. And see, it's when every aspect of your life can flow into each other. And I know, I know it looks like a jumbled mess. We've got a Texas hat. Amen. Praise God. We've got shampoo. We've got sight. You may not think that you can find anything. And it may look like a jumbled mess to you. But I'm telling you, the one that you worship, he knows every chamber of your heart. And he says, if you will allow me access, I'm not going to force myself on you. I will not force myself in every aspect of your life. But if you will open up the chambers of your heart and you will allow me to navigate in your professional life, if you will allow me to work in your family, if you will allow me to work, come on. And I feel the Holy Spirit saying, if you will just, if you will just take that, and just unzip the spiritual compartment of your life. I don't even need a whole lot of room. This is what I hear the Holy Spirit. I don't even, you don't even have to unzip the whole. Just give me just a little inch to allow my presence to flow into your life. And I will do more for you than what you can do for yourself in a second. Would you stand with me all across the room? Search me. Search me. Oh God, know my ways. Know my heart. I wonder. We've got maybe five minutes left in our time together this evening. I wonder what it would look like if you had the courage and the faith to pray that prayer. Now listen. It may reveal... Some arteries that are a little uglier than what you anticipated because you hadn't spent time thinking about it before. Now you're, you're asking him to search your heart. And if you ask him to search your heart, you have to be ready for what you feel and what you hear. And it, some, it's, listen... It may not be easy to work through, but I'm telling you, the first thing that you have to do is acknowledge that there's some areas in your life that you've got locked up, that you've got in this nice, neat bag. And then the second thing that you have to do, not just acknowledge it, but then you have to confess it. Say, Lord, I see. I, I, you've searched me. You know my heart, and you've revealed to me some areas that I, I've been afraid to allow my family into, or I've been afraid to even share what you've done in my life on the workplace. I'm not trying to shove it down anybody's throat, but I'm just, uh, not even to, just to mention how good you are because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Search me, Lord. Once you acknowledge it, and you confess it, that contains this, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for all of those areas and all those times that I have not lived with integrity. And tonight, Lord, I want you to change that. 
I want you to work on me. I want you to have access to every chamber of my life. And I pour it out to you tonight. Have your way. So as you search your heart right now, and you pray that prayer, Lord, search me. Here's what I believe as you're praying right now that God is, he's revealing some things to you in this moment. Some things that you may not have even thought were bad, and maybe they're not sinful, but they're patterns in your life. There's some red flags that maybe you've been, you've been jumping across and now the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, 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 let me in. Don't push me out, let me in. Search me. Come on, will you pray that prayer with me this evening? Search me, Lord. Come on, put that in your own words this evening. Lord, you know, you know my life. God, you know... You know what I do, Lord. I, nothing's a secret from you. But God, I, I need you. If there's something that I don't see, Lord, I need you to point it out to me. Let me know. Because I want to acknowledge it. I want you to flow freely in every aspect of my life. I want you to be Lord of my entire life, not just Lord of parts of my life that I choose. Because I'm not happy leaving you out of certain areas of my life. I'm not happy. I'm not happy at home. I'm not happy on the job. I'm not happy at church because none of it goes together. None of it makes sense. And I'm so tired and I'm so stressed out from it all. So search me. Know my heart. Lord, and I ask for forgiveness right now. God, I'm sorry. Come on, if you need to pray this prayer, I encourage you to pray this with me. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the areas in my life where I've gotten it wrong, for the choices that I've made. When I failed to live a life of integrity, I made a decision that dishonored you. I don't care so much about my reputation, but I care about my integrity, about the person that I really am. God, and I need your forgiveness tonight. I need you to wash me white as snow. And from, from this day forward, Lord, I choose. I choose to follow after you and live a life full of integrity. Will I get it right all the time? Probably not. But I'm going to get back up and I'm going to get it right the next time. Because I'm chasing after you with everything that I have. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for the Lord tonight? I want to share with you three things really quickly, and I'm going to go through them really quick as you leave. This, is, this would be your homework tonight. Now, this, this homework is different than some of the other homework that I give you. This is more memorization, okay? I want you, maybe you want to take a picture of this. Um, there's going to be three statements that come up on the screen that I, I want you to walk away with thinking about when, it, when it's talking about your integrity. And here's the first statement that I want you to hear and I want you to take to heart. Talent can get you to the top, but integrity 
will keep you there. Come on, listen, sir, ma'am, doing your best to climb the corporate ladder. Let me tell you, do it the right way. Do it the right way. I know you're smart. I know you're talented. But integrity will keep you there once you get there. Here's the second thing I want you to understand this evening. That with God's help, I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to trust God with the results. I'm going to do the right thing. And I'm going to trust God with the result. I don't know what it's going to look like. I know it may, may hurt a little bit in the moment, but I know it's the right thing to do. And so I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to trust you, Lord. And here's the third thing that I want you to, to remember this evening, is that integrity is easier to keep than it is to recover. Remember. You're building your house with every action, with every word spoken, with every deed done. Let's be people of integrity. Come on, Christian Life Austin. Let's be a group of people that when they talk about this house, they say, wow. Those people are Christ-like. They do the right thing even though it hurt them. So, Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you for an opportunity to open your word and share an incredibly important principle that is so needed in this day and age. God, I can't speak for everyone in the house, but I'll speak for me. I'm not willing to get to the top and do it the wrong way, God. I want to get where you want me to go, but I want to do it in a posture of following after you and doing things that line up with your word, Lord. And I pray that you would help us be a church of integrity. And I'm grateful for leadership over me and under me, Lord, in this church that are men and women of integrity. No, they're not perfect, but they, they carry the, themselves with integrity. Lord, I'm grateful for a church filled with people that walk with integrity in their homes and on their jobs. Bless us, Lord. Give us what we need to walk with you and walk with integrity. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. 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 Come on, one more time. Can you put your hands together for the Lord? Hey, thank you for being in church tonight. God bless you. We'll see you right back here on Sunday morning. Have a great rest of your evening. Oh, 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 oh,